Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So it's uh, all for play for still? I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Hi, villains, and welcome to For the Love of Pomegranate Podcast. Um, just said I'd jump on again because uh, today, well, actually, I suppose over the last 24 hours, uh, we've had a tentative link uh, to a right back, somebody that um, hasn't obviously been mentioned yet uh, in conjunction with Aston Villa prior to these links. Um, it's been linked by Bild, uh, the, the German newspaper, that uh, but Aston Villa and a host of teams from Serie A um, Inter, AC Milan and Juventus are all interested in signing Thomas Munier, um, the Belgian right back uh, who currently plays with, with Dortmund and, and I thought it was an interesting one because not only did I want to look into the player but I just wanted to look into something that a lot of people have been saying recently myself included um, about maybe what type of fullback does Unai Emery want it's, it, it's a question that none of us can answer and we're going on we're going on what we've seen previously, I suppose, really, from this manager. So what I've done is I've done a little bit of a deep dive. We'll take a look at it. We're going to take a look at Thomas Munier first. Um, now we've done a little bit of a deep dive of Unai Emery's right-backs since his winning days at Sevilla. Just to take a look at it to see, is he that rigid as as Maybe we've all fallen into the trap. I know I've said it before. I, I've just presumed he wanted to play like he did at Villarreal with this inverted uh, right back to call, to to play in as as a three. And is he as rigid as that, or has he been as rigid as that throughout the course of his career? Um, so I wanted to take a look at that as well. But Thomas Mounier is a is a really interesting character, uh, really interesting link, should I say? Reason being is because he's somebody who's fallen out of favour at Dortmund. Um. A uh, new manager whose name I can never really pronounce um, has come in there and, and he hasn't really seen an awful lot of game time um, at, at Dortmund this year. He, he played 16 times for them this season and uh, they, most of those came in the first half of the season, to be honest with you. So it's not a, it's not like he, he had much to do with their, with their running. Um, but he uh, and 10 of those were in the league. Um, 10 were in the league, two were in the uh, in the, in the national cups in the, in the German cup, and then um, he played four games in, in Europe as well this season. So, 16 appearances in all for, for Dortmund. The year previous, he had 26 appearances, scoring two goals, and the year previous to that, he had 33 appearances, scoring one goal. 
uh, as well. So um, the reason that I wanted to talk about him is he's played under Unai Emery before. So this would be more like a reuniting of the players, uh, of the player and manager again. So Unai Emery is really interested in him. He was previously, two years ago, this guy was rated at about 35 million, potentially going to the likes of uh, Manchester United as a right back. Um, in the in, in the two to three years since he was linked with Manchester United, he has had some injuries. We will look at that in a moment because I do want to look at his injury history as well. But um, he's he's fallen so far out of favour with this new manager. I think that there seems to be a kind of a clash between the two of them. Dortmund are looking to to move him on for somewhere in the region of between three and five million, which I think Aston Villa could, should and absolutely could be involved in this. Uh, in, in in this transfer, if this is uh, if this rumor is true, so played under Unai Emery um, for uh, Paris Saint Germain. Played under Unai Emery uh, in years 2016, 17, and 2017, 18, when Emery first came to Paris Saint Germain. He actually bought him. He bought him from Club Brugge um, in the Belgian league. So he brought him to Paris Saint Germain. And uh, during that period of time, he played 36 games across all. Uh, in 16-17, he played 36 games, scoring uh, two goals. In 17-18, he played 34 games, scoring five goals. So he's an attacking fullback. He can actually play wingback. Sometimes he's been even played uh, right midfield as well. And just to give you the full roundup as well, for Belgium, he's played 62 times and he scored eight goals as well. So this guy knows his eggs at, at right back. And... You know, we're looking for somebody to come in there and and to obviously to to push Matty Cash. And I think a lot of us just kind of push Matty Cash, maybe even be better than him, maybe even start over him. There was times last season uh, that Ashley Young was starting over um, uh, Matty Cash. And, uh, you know, so having that kind of rotation at fullback, I think, is something that Dunham really likes. We saw it with Dina and, um, and Alex Moreno on the other side of the, of, of the field as well. These two guys complement each other, like so Munier. Munier has done more in his career than Matty Cash. But then again, he is older. He's going to be 32 very soon. Um, I don't think his age is a barrier to Unai Emery signing him. Unai Emery is okay with signing older players. Um, he did it at Villarreal as well. You know, and bringing, he's, he brought Danny Alves back to... Um, he brought Danny Alves to, to, to Paris Saint-Germain then as well. He was no spring chicken when he brought him. So I don't think he's got any, um, he's got any aversion to bringing players, uh, aging players into, into teams as long as he feels he can get something out of them. And look, he kept Ashley Young. or Well, he didn't keep him because Ashley Young is near, but he kept putting Ashley Young in the team. And Ashley Young was, uh, was uh, an older player as well, a much older player, six years older than this guy. Going, Ashley Young is going to be 38 in, in July. So it's an interesting one. Let's, and let's take a little look at... Um, at some of the uh, the statistics for him. So as I say, there's Thomas Mounier, um, uh, currently of Borussia Dortmund. So I just changed up some of my uh, some of my colours here. I don't know whether you can see them a bit better. A couple of people have reached out to me to say that they were unable to see see the colour scheme because the the background is too faint. So hopefully by um, blocking up the background there, you guys can see that a bit better. But uh, looking at his statistics, he's very rounded. I'm not going to go into any uh, to all of them uh, at the moment, but he's a very rounded defender. Now, as I say, he did only play 16 games last season, and the season before, 
he played uh, he only played 26 games so straddling two seasons um he has uh, he's only played 42 games uh, over the last 365 days i did a rough calculation of this and i think it comes out that he's played 29 games over that period of time in all competitions so just bear that in mind when you're looking at these statistics but saying that a lot of these numbers are per 90 statistics so you can take it that these are extrapolated out over those 29 games so it does give enough of a sample set to be able to see where he would be on average over the course of a season. And when you look at it, in the tackle, he's very good, um, coming in the 87 percentile blocks, interceptions, all really good. Uh, the percentage of dribblers tackled, I think, is 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 a very important statistic to, to look at for a um for a right back or for any back, a full back as well. And he comes right up there with 63% of, of those tackled as well. Ariel Jules, you know, if we're talking about this guy slowing up and if he's getting a small bit older and if we are going to maybe, if we are going to stick with that inverted um, right back at six foot two and having an Ariel Jules uh, percentage of 60%, that's quite, um, that is quite, uh, quite impressive, I think, for any, any right back. Uh, regardless of, of, of where they come from. Um, and also, I wanted to highlight as well the tackles in defensive third and tackles in, middle, in the middle third uh, as well. He's right up there with, with, with fullbacks across uh, the top five leagues in Europe. So while he has played fewer games than Matty Cash, uh, yeah, I presume he has played fewer games than Matty Cash and Ashley Young over the course of the la of last 365 days, the per 90 statistics are what we look at here. And that's telling us that he's doing this day in, day out, week in, week out, on average, over the course of the time that he plays. When we look at his pass attempts, another person who's comfortable with the ball. Remember, we were talking previously about Una Emery wants people who are comfortable on the ball. This guy is certainly comfortable on the ball. Pass attempts at 66, much higher than anything Matty Cash has had and, uh, and much higher than anything that, uh, that Ashley Young had last season. So you're talking about 12 extra uh, pass attempts per game. Uh, than Ashley Young, and you're talking about 26 extra pass attempts per game than Matty Cash, which is huge. It's not, it's not, it's nearly 50% extra on top of what Matty Cash has been doing per game. So if we need to overload that right hand side, if the left hand side isn't working, this guy isn't going to be a flyer. He's not going to fly up and down the wing. He will get up and down the wing, but he's not going to be that pace option like we would have in Alex Moreno. But this guy can get there. He can get. He, he can. He can. Um, he can uh, get his foot in the ball and he's comfortable with doing that. Now, his past completion comes in at 75%, in and around the same as the two incumbents that we have, Matty Cash and Ashley Young at the moment as well. So one thing I will say here is that you can look at the numbers and you can go, oh, his past completion is low, it's only in the 41 percentile. But can anyone hand on heart put their hand up here and say, well, we noticed Matty Cash and Ashley Young were giving the ball away uh, throughout the course of last season? And I could safely say we'll only get a handful of people who say, actually, yeah, I was disappointed with how much they gave the ball away. Because I don't think it really stood out. For me, anyway, it didn't stand out. And if this guy is coming in with the same pass completion ratings as those guys, well then, you know, for me, if I didn't notice it last year, I would hope not to notice it this year again. Um, shot creating actions, key passes, goal creating actions, all really strong for somebody uh, who plays it right back. Um the, the specifically, you know, the key passes and the shot creating actions coming in there uh, at in the top thirty percent in all of of Europe, Europe's top five leagues. And remember, the value for this guy is somewhere between three million and five million. So if you're getting somebody in the top quartile or the top third of all the, of of all right backs in the top five leagues in Europe for three to five million, 
there's an opportunity cost there. And I think Aston Villa will look for that. And I think Una Emery is comfortable working within their, within those uh, those uh, demographics as well. Also looking at the ball recoveries far and away outweighs what, what, um, what our, our current incumbents have as well. So without getting bogged, too, bogged down too much in the numbers, you can see there the graph. He comes out ahead of the guys in, in more or less everything other than progressive passes. Ashley Young had, had a higher progressive pass rate than, uh, than Thomas Mune. And, um, you know, he comes out in, in more or less either the same or higher than any of the guys there as well. Um, so it's just an interesting one. I said I'd take a look at him. But also remember, is Una Emery going to play this inverted right back? You know, we've spoke about it an awful lot. Um, myself and Dan Bardem are talking about it in relation to Tyler Adams, who I haven't done a, a podcast on yet. But I was talking to him and I said, talking to Dan and I said, you know what? Maybe Tyler Adams could be somebody that could come in to be an auxiliary right back, specifically someone who can who can tuck in because Tyler Adams played a lot of his career in Leipzig and with the men's national team for the US at right back too. So that's something that I was thinking. But um, when I look back at Una Emery's time since Sevilla I suppose really at Sevilla and since Sevilla and we look at some of the right backs that he's had like we go down through the years here in 13-14 he had Coque, Cicinho not that Cicinho, a different Cicinho and a guy by the name of Diogo Figueres um, and, and they had those between 2013-2015 with Coque playing the majority of time at right back he was six foot, I think, if memory suits me right, but he was a right back because sometimes he was pushed up into that right midfield uh, position. And if you go and you watch the 2016 um, Europa, uh, Europa League final where Sevilla played against Liverpool, Coca actually plays in that right midfield position and Mariano, who you can see there as well, he brought in the, the Brazilian player Mariano. He played at right back that day. So remember last season we saw right two right backs being played uh, by Unai Emery before? Uh, or last season, well, we've seen that before. And we saw that in the Europa League final against Liverpool um, uh, back in 2016. So I think it's fair to say that he didn't play an inverted right back then. Now, Koke, I'm sure, shuffled in, but he wasn't this big hulking, um, what we're kind of considering is that it would be a, a, an inverted right back, if that makes sense. Moving on to PSG. Thomas Mounier in 16-17 was his, uh, was his uh, right back. And 17-18, Thomas Mounier and Danny Alves. Danny Alves came into, into Paris Saint-Germain then as well in a free transfer as well. Um, Danny Alves, I don't think anybody could, could, could uh, accuse him of being an inverted uh, fullback. Definitely a, a head-down, go-forward player. And, uh, you know, Thomas Mounier, from what I've seen of him as well, um, while maybe if he is slowing up, could move in inside the small a bit more, be a, be a bit more defensively uh, minded because he has a defensive attribute, all the defensive attributes. But he is a, a, a wide player, a, a, um, a wing back. He's played right back and at times he has played right midfield as well. And then we move on to, to Arsenal. Uh, Licksteiner, Bellerin, Carl Jenkinson. None of those really, I think you could call them inverted uh, inverted fullbacks. And then Cedric came in and Bellerin in, 19, in 2019, 2020. So once again, I'm not really seeing this traditional inverted fullback from Muno Emery. Um, when he gets to Villarreal, yes, absolutely 1 million percent. One fight comes in there and he was a super part of that team. He was pivotal. In fact, he was pivotal to that team in how he played it right back. And I think Unai Emery even said it himself. He also had Mario Gaspar in 2021 um, as his understudy. Mario Gaspar now playing for Watford, if my memory uh, is, is correct. Then in 21-22, he had one fight. And he also had Serge Aurier uh, in there as well, so uh, playing for Villarreal. So Serge Aurier, I don't know, would anybody, maybe, I don't really, wouldn't really categorize him as an inverted fullback either. Um 
So I just said I'd throw that out there. I don't know whether he wants to play that way. And uh, so, uh, you know, I, I I know a lot of people are saying, about well, Ezra Kanza might go to full back. And he absolutely could. But with this rumour, it's what got me thinking. He's played with him before. He's managed him before. And realistically, when you look back at the times that he's had success, it's not really been that inverted fullback save for at Villarreal. Now, I don't know how he's going to play next season. And if he plays with an inverted fullback, he'll get two thumbs up for me. But if he finds a way to continue to play like we did last season when we didn't have that inverted fullback, he'll get two thumbs up from me anyway. I'm, I'm not married to a system. I couldn't care less. W's, wins, goals, clean sheets. That's all I'm looking for. That's really all I'm looking for. And I think it's I think everybody else is the same. Let's go to some of your uh your, your comments there as well. Um couple of guys talking about kudos. I, I haven't seen anything to do with kudos today. Um a lot of people saying he's heading to Brighton. Um I'm not sure. Um uh, uh, with lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Philly D says he doesn't rate Mounier. That's, as I say, I haven't... I think realistically from a... From a from a value point of view, um, he is definitely somebody that I would have no problem with signing whatsoever. Um, let me see there if we go down through the rest of these. Um, a couple of people saying they're disillusioned; they're not happy with the transfer window so far. I just think that there's just so much splashed out. Look, and I'm probably guilty. Well, I am, I suppose. Call me guilty of it doing doing uh, shows on players that were linked to it, but you know, it's. Uh, it's just, I, I like looking at players. I like looking at seeing how they fit in. I like going back and looking at, at the trends of these players, like looking back at Emery's right-backs. Oh, Emery signed him previously from um, from from Club Brugge before to play with Paris Saint-Germain. Maybe there is something in this, and it comes from a, from a publication like Bill. That, you know, Villa will probably have 20, to, probably they could even have 25, 30 transfer targets this season. We'll probably we'll never know them. But, um, you know, the, the paper will never refuse ink from, from a journalist either. And uh, the tweet machine will never refuse the tweet uh, from, from a journalist uh, with regards to, to players that are linked to us. Um, but I suppose it's just for us to kind of pick, pick out if they do sign, sign for us, would they be any good? And, and maybe what is the, you know, what, what's the thinking behind maybe being linked with these players? Uh, and that's why I'm looking at this guy here too uh, as well. So I mentioned previously there that um, that Thomas Mounier has a small bit of an injury history, and I wouldn't be jumping off any bridges yet, anyway, people. But we take a look at this at this injury uh, list uh, because uh, he over the course of the last seven seasons he's missed seventy four games. Now saying that 
if we go back through the last seven seasons, he's played 36 games, 34 games, 31 games, 27 games, 33, 26, and then 16 this season. So it's not like he's been completely missing, and we will have Matty Cash. And I think for three to five million at 32 years of age, a lot of these these injuries here haven't kept him out for not for a very long time, save for the muscle injury at the end of last season, six games, and a torn tendon, which kept him out for 11 games. Um, you know, some of them have been niggles. He's been out for one game here, two games here. He fractured his cheekbone, which I don't think anyone could really cause, call injury prone with regards to that. Um, so, uh, you know, a lot of these ones are, um, are, I suppose, kind of injuries of war that you get when you're a professional athlete, although he has succumbed to, to some more um, going back as far as, as 16, 17. But he still played a, reg, a, a decent amount of games in his career. Like when you look um, when you look at his career, he's played 455 games, you know, so it's not exactly like he's a complete another sick note. So I wouldn't let this, this turn you off. If somebody's coming in for three to five million and they're 32 years of age, you're probably going to be looking at them being a rotational aspect alongside Maddie Cash without breaking the bank. And to be honest with you, I think it might be a shrewd enough signing. He's got a very good CV. He fits what we're looking to do if we're not playing that inverted fullback, as I said. And, uh, you know, he he's uh, he's he's a very reputable player with a really good CV, as I said before, that Una Emery has, has, uh, has managed also. So he's going to know. He's going to have the inside track. He's going to be able to talk to people. And also... Players do medicals, you know. If there's anything that comes up in the medicals um, for a year or two, this guy I think could be a pretty decent understudy or pretty decent backup or pretty decent rotation. Whatever Una Emery has in his head uh, with regards to where Matty Cash goes, I think that uh, I, 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 I can understand why we would be linked with him. I can understand if we were to sign him, why we would sign him for sure. And he's got the pedigree based on, on what he's done in the game. Um, you know, 62 caps for Belgium and... Um, and playing for teams such as Paris Saint-Germain, Borussia Dortmund, you know, and and potentially soon to be Aston Villa will be massive, massive clubs on his on his CV as well. So I'm just gonna. Do I have anything else? No, I don't have any other slides there. So come come back to some of your your comments there. Uh, Lee Evans says we need an upgrade on cash. In my opinion, something about Cash's laddish attitude has come and stuck. Uh, that's come and stuck. I don't know. Does he have a laddish attitude? I, I'm open to correction. This I don't. I don't follow any of the players on on Instagram or anything like that. I, I always find that he's pretty laid back. Maybe I think that's that's what I would say about him. Um, but I wouldn't consider him to have a kind of a laddish attitude like uh, he's out. And I don't know whether he is or not. Would he be out in the town the whole time or anything like that? I, I, I don't know. Um, if we were to upgrade Maddie Cash, I don't think anybody would. Like if we were to upgrade. There's probably only three or four players in the team that I think people would be uh, would be surprised if we could get an upgrade on. You know, I think get most players in our team until we start winning leagues and trophies are are upgradable. And so I, I, I agree with you. Um, and, and potentially maybe maybe somebody for three five million. You see, you know, Unai Emery and Manchi are going to be tasked with, with with doing this as well. They're going to do it their way with players they think can fit into their system. And I don't think that they're going to be swayed by the. Obviously, they'll have to work within a transfer budget. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I don't think they're going to be swayed by, oh, well, we'd sign a fellow because he's 40, 50 million if they can get a fellow for three or five that they think could do a job next season or the year, year after. Well, then I think they'll sign him. Um, you know, at Paris Saint-Germain, he brought in brought in Danny Alves. And, um, you know, he's I, I think he's comfortable in working with older players as well and, and, and eking that last little bit out of them. But I hope he is if he does sign uh, some of those players too. Um. Where are we? Uh, oh. John Steele says Emery's. 
Emery's oh, come up. Emery's one signing so far has transformed our team. Trust in Emery. He's not making any signings for the second numbers. He'll sign the right players. Do you know what's really interesting? When I look back at the squad, at the, the size of squad that he's tended to work with previously, you know, I know that, that you hear this the whole time. Oh, he likes to work with a, with a smaller squad or condensed squad. But he really does. You know, you, you go back and you look at any of those teams over those those, uh, those years and squad sizes seem to be he, he, like they're not padded. I'm not saying they're small or anything like that, but they're not overly padded. Like like you're not walking into a Chelsea of 2022 with about 14,000 players inside that. You know, um, he's got players who are in there functional for functional reasons, in there for for um, for cover, and uh, that's that that that's kind of the way he plays. He seems to seems to um, to operate. Um, so that is a good point as well. The last player they brought in, or the only player he's brought in for us, is, has transformed us down that left wing and gives us something different than what we had in Luca Dean, and has been really profitable for us since he's come in as well. So, um, yeah, and there's there's. Uh, Sean Garrett, he says, class player, I'm all for this signing and see him rotate with Cash. And then Adam comes in and says he's no better than Cash or even Young. That's the issue for me. Um, well, statistically, he's better than both of them. Um, so, and arguably in his in his international, well, he's better than Cash in, in, in his, arguably within his club career and in his international career. The problem is he's 32 years of age. And as I showed, he has some injury history as well. That's what kind of has me apprehensive is the injury history along with the the, the fact that, you know, he's fallen out with a manager at, at Dortmund. Is, is is the motivation factor there? You know, one of the things you see in the newspapers is there's been a lucrative offer from Aston Villa. You know, is it a payday for him at 32 years of age coming to the Premier League? They're the kind of apprehensions that I have here, but they're all intangibles that I can't I can't answer, and I won't be able to answer unless unless you actually speak to him and get him under truth serum. So I I think for me that's um that's 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 always something that's always something that you have to have in the back of your mind. Is he durable enough uh, to play thirty eight games or whatever fifty circa fifty games if Matty Cash gets injured injured at the start of the season? And then second of all, you know, what are the motivations for coming to the Premier League at thirty two years of age? Um after you've fallen out with your manager. You know, I, I think that that's um that's probably uh, something something to go by as well. Um Rod Humble says seems pointless to me, may as well have kept Jung. Well Young is thirty-eight. And father, like father, time I, I can I can completely understand why Ashley Young wasn't kept. I would love, like I said it, I said it. I would like to have him to have kept him as well. To have him, you know, he covers both 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 flanks, left or right back. I still think we would have brought in another right back anyway if we kept him. Um, but we didn't, and he's thirty-eight years of age, and it'll be interesting to see where his next move is. Um, and yeah, uh, 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 I I can't disagree with it. like I can't I, I I can't disagree with with the fact that I would have liked to keep him because I said it. I, I've tweeted it said I would have liked to. And this is me. This is my come to Damascus moment of um being somebody who was like, oh, we're playing Ashley Young at right back. I hope I never have to see him at right back. And then he goes away and he shoves my both my feet right down my throat because uh, not only was it a foot and mouth situation for me when I came out with that now. Pro- Granted, he hadn't played at right back for Aston Villa before that, but then when he did, obviously he's been sparkling. So, um, but yeah, look, I, I, I think at, at 38, it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a stretch to see how far. Like we've got concerns over uh, uh, 
a 32 year old we, we should have some concerns over a 38 year old and I know the injury histories are completely different but um, you know I wish Ashley Young all the best and you know maybe the door isn't close to him coming back on a, on a, on a deal again uh, later on in the season later on in the in the, in the transfer window I, I don't know I don't know um, like I'm not I'm not I suppose I'm I'm not um, beating the drum for this guy, but I can seriously see why we would be linked for him for the cost value, along with the output that he's had in his career and the fact that Una Emery has managed him already. Uh, I think he's going to have the inside track. You know, when you manage someone, it's an awful lot easier to pick up the phone and say and and to call somebody or to be able to find out what their details are. Um, uh, you know what I mean by their details? Maybe their their physical details or or um, you know, get get in contact with them, see what what where they are. I suppose kind of mentally and physically as well. So. I'm now actually nearly even talking myself out of my other red flag of what are his motivations. I'm sure Una Emery will know what his motivations are. Whether you can take them at face value or not is another thing. But I'm sure Una Emery will know them, having managed him for two seasons previously and bringing him into the big time from Club Brugge to Paris Saint-Germain. So um, there are things there. And as I say, I'm completely convinced of myself left and right in this one. I don't know what to think of this transfer. I really don't. Um... Where else are we with? Steve uh, uh, uh. asks, has he won any trophies? He has won League One in 2017, 18, 18, 19, 19, and 20. He won. The, he was a Champions League runner-up in 1920. Uh, he won. Basically, he won a ton with. Um, uh, he he won a ton with uh, with Paris Saint Germain in seventeen, eighteen, eighteen, nineteen, and nineteen, twenty. Um, he won the Belgian Pro League in fifteen, sixteen with with Club Brugge, and um, yeah, as I say, uh, he was a Champions League runner up in twenty nine, nineteen, twenty. Um, with uh, with Paris Saint Germain as well. Um, he won the he won the actually wait a minute, what did he win with with uh, with Dortmund? He won the, the Dutch Cup, the DFB Pokal. He won that with Dortmund in what year was it? Twenty twenty one. Yeah, so he's won a couple of he's won a lot of cups, won three leagues and um uh, four leagues, should I say, if you include the Belgian one as well. Um yeah, so I I suppose really, you know, this is one we've been linked to it. This isn't one that I would I would have pulled out of the out of the transfer bag if I was coming if I was going to Manchester with my transfer bag, I wouldn't have pulled Thomas Munier's name out of out of the out of the bag for that. Um, you know, I think there are other players there that uh younger players, as I say say, but you know, maybe you and Emery is looking for that general inside there that he can trust and, and like 32 isn't over the hill either. But um, as I say, I have actually said this quite a lot as well. Unai Emery will sign older players that people will think are underwhelming. And they may come in and do a job for a year or two because he knows them. He did it at Villarreal. He did it at Sevilla. He did it. Um, he well, he didn't really do it at Arsenal because uh, I, I I'm not quite sure what way the transfers went went there. Um, but uh, it's uh, it's something he did at Villarreal. And while I've while I've said that we may not take his tactical setup of Villarreal and, and automatically parachute it into Aston Villa, and he hasn't done that so far. Specifically with the with the the back four setup, which worked brilliantly last season, we conceded very very few goals. So, you know, do we need that inverted full back? May very well be the case that we do sign one. Maybe we sign two. Maybe we sign Muni and we sign someone else. You know, maybe we sign two people. Uh, maybe we sign Muni. Maybe Maddie Cash goes. I don't know. 
I don't know. There's a lot to be written yet, and um, uh, you know, I'd be surprised even if the if the full administration staff, the club, weren't back from from holidays just yet. I would imagine they're probably back next week, and uh, we'll see the stuff ramp up and crank up, crank up from the point of view of uh, transfers and, and uh, more concrete transfer rumors. But I've rambled a bit at the end of this one. That's Thomas Rooney, as I say, came out of came out of nowhere. Um, a man who's got a very decent CV. Uh, age is catching up with him. Injuries have caught up with him. He's worked with him and I am before and um, if he was coming in i think excellent value of three to five million i don't think that we can really kind of um debate that well i'm, I'm sure people could debate it but i, I don't know what it, would i be have my mind much for changing with the value uh that he would bring um but as i say uh it's one that kind of came out of nowhere and um we'll see what happens and we'll keep our finger to the pulse with this one but thanks so much everybody for joining me in a sunday afternoon um, it's uh, yeah, it's nine o'clock here, and I want to just say thank you so much, and thank you so much for joining me all the time. Really, really appreciate your time because I can take everything else from you guys, but I can't ever ever take. Oh, sorry, I can give I can give whatever I have to give you guys, but I can never give you back the time that you spend watching the podcasts and listening to the podcasts and watching us on YouTube. So I really appreciate you guys for that because somebody's time is the most precious asset they have. Uh, as I say, so thank you, thank you so much. Um, and I'm going to leave it at that. So. Thanks for watching. Stay safe, stay healthy. We'll be back again very, very soon. And until then, all that's left to say is up the villa. Sports Social Podcast Network.